Hello, everyone. Welcome to The Purpose Podcast. My name is Haas Rauscher. The goal of this podcast is to help men find and fulfill their purpose. I'm going to try to help them be good, strong leaders, good, strong men, good male role models in their community. I'm going to do that by having conversations. I'm going to invite guests on. I'm going to ask our guests, what is your purpose? What do you think your purpose ought to be? How did you find that purpose? And what do you do every single day? How do you get up, get after it, and go and fulfill that purpose? Our guest today is going to be Brett Hart. This is going to be part two of the Brett Hart series. We just did part one. Um, Brett is a husband. Brett's a coach. Brett's a friend. Uh, you listen to him in part one. He's got a lot of good things to offer, being a positive male role model in jiu-jitsu, um, having a lot of different experiences uh, from his home and and talking about his male role models. Uh, Brett, I'm happy to have you here. What's up, brother? Ready to do part two? Yes, sir. Let's um, do I do want to put it out that the audio on part one may be a little bit shaky. Just please know, guys, that this is a, a brand new Brand new, uh, brand new venture for me, and uh, I am a very large monkey when it comes to anything <laughs> having to do with audio. So, uh, it, number one, if you know how to do audio, please help. Um, if you know how to do audio, please reach out to me and uh, let me know because I don't. And we're lucky enough that it doesn't sound too bad, and I think we've got some things fixed on this one. And the past episodes were pretty good, but that part one, uh, it, it got a little bit sketchy in there. But we appreciate you listening, and uh if you would just bear with us, I promise it, it can only go up from here. So I appreciate y'all's consistency on that. Brett, for the people that maybe waited a little bit to listen to part two, um, I want you to go ahead and restate your purpose. What is your purpose? So uh, same thing from last podcast. Uh, my purpose, first and foremost, would be a husband, a, okay. protect, a protector, and a provider. Um, that's at the top of the list. Right. Uh, second one's encourager. And uh, the third one's just being a positive role model with these kids in this jujitsu class. Yeah, so, that positive male role model. That, yeah. That's key. That's kind of what we're what we're here to do. I do. I do like this. Is something I didn't note in the first in the first podcast. I do like how you put provider and protector under the umbrella of husband. Yes, yes. Um, that is that is that is pretty key. And I think that when you eventually roll that over to father, that those will roll over as well. Would right, you agree? Yes. It's it's all under the it's uh, it's under the umbrella of husband, as you said. Yeah. I, mean, I just I wanted to make that that clear distinction of protector and provider because I think it's very important to yeah. make sure that the responsibility falls to me and me alone. Right. Um, this day and age, this podcast is dedicated to young men and making absolutely. men strong. So I think it's important to note that what our jobs are. So. Yeah, absolutely. No, I I, I love that. Yeah. And a uh, little little inside baseball that. Uh, before I decided on the purpose podcast, it was going to be called Triple P, Triple and it was P. yeah, oh, no, it was going to no. be it was going to be protect, provide, perform. Okay. Those were going to be the three P's. And uh, what what actually stopped me is I've got a buddy named Chase Christie who I'll have him on, but his podcast is the G three podcast, and okay. it's like spiritual. I think it's spiritual growth, physical growth, and then mental maybe something. I I, I don't know what the G's mean, and I, I apologize, Chase, for butchering that. <laughs> um, I do. I, I he actually care. Up. No, yeah. I, I, no, I, I I do care, but uh, yeah, his was G three, so oh, I thought sure. Triple P was just a little bit on the nose, and uh, I like the purpose, but yeah, no, I, I like how you uh, put those in there. We we didn't really talk about that, um, right, you know, yeah. beforehand, and so that that was pretty cool. I just wanted to note that. I appreciate so, it. So. 
the second episode hopefully is going to be a little bit lighter. We got into some deep stuff, and I really appreciate that. I think yeah, that's absolutely. that's really, really good. You know, Jonah and I stayed kind of light. I got a little bit deep on episode two. Episode three, this is where we're going to get into the stuff. This is where, you know, we're going to make the sausage, and we're going to make men men because we get into deep things. So I appreciate that. But episode two with you, I think I want to make it a little bit lighter. Let's let's get into some of the, the how-to, the tactics, the, the, the field manuals of, of how you do what you do. Uh, I think we, we want to get into that. First thing is... I wanted to kind of go over uh, my story with you and thank you, first of all. I know I talked about it a little bit in episode one that, uh, you know, your your purpose of encourager, you do that very well. And especially you, in, in my you, experience sir. is, I don't know if you, I remember conversations really well. I don't remember quotes where the damn, um, I don't remember a lot quotes and names where the damn, but I remember conversations really well. And I remember getting back in touch with you after Eastland because, you know, your whole senior year, we, we just didn't talk much. You know, we were, yeah, we were, we were busy. a year apart and, you know, those shared experiences kind of dropped off and I had other friends and then finally we kind of reconnected and, and I remember calling you and being like, Hey man, you know, good shit on the weight loss. Like, like hell yeah. And I asked you kind of what you did and uh, I just remember, you know, being us being super similar mm -hmm. in, in the past and then seeing you drop all that weight. I was like, damn, my, you know, my one, my one guy that was, that was there with me that I was kind of, you know, it sounds silly, but we were, we were, uh, we were pieces of shit together. Right, <laughs> you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, like yeah. we were, Absolutely. we were, we were together pieces of shit and we were two pieces of shit in a pod. And, uh, and, uh, which I know you, you don't mind me saying that, but, uh, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, then you, you, you made your life better. And I was like, damn, number one, if he can do it, I can do it. You know what I mean? Absolutely. And you were telling me that mm -hmm. of like, Hey dude, if I can do it, you can do it. Um, uh, because we were so similar. And then I was like, well, he's there, you know what I mean? And, and look at him putting all this effort in and I, I've got to match that. You know what I mean? It, you know, all the, all the effort that you were putting into, to, to helping me try to get there. I was like, I, I've got to be there too. And so it was a little bit with Jonah when, you know, him forcing me to get in the gym, but I remember I, I wouldn't even have been open to that if it wasn't for, for you doing what you did. And so Thank that, you, that encouraged your purpose. You. Um, you're, you're one of the reasons I'm here today. I mean, hand to God is because I saw the, the progress that you had made and I was like, damn it, I'm, I'm not going to let him be alone up there. You know what I mean? Like, Thank you. Uh, so that was really cool. And then. So you got me into Jocko a little bit. I had heard about Jocko. I had seen Jocko. I was kind of, you know, his, uh, anybody that's listening, Brett, you can kind of vouch for this. If you really want to know Jocko and you really want to get the best out of Jocko, go to Jocko Underground. It's it's $8 for Jocko Underground. And his his mainstream podcast where he's talking to all the old military dudes and stuff like that, they're, for me, they were really hard to get into. What what about you? You're, you're into history, so... I'm a history nut, so like I eat up on the old military vets and stuff like that. But yeah. I can understand the side of, um, you know, if you're not into that part, I get it. And yes, you were correct that if you're more into just uh, personal more question, yeah, question and answer kind of form for the personal development. I can understand. Yes, the underground is where to go for that. Um, much cleaner, more more clean cut, less fat. You yeah, know what yeah. I'm saying? A lot of less fat, and that's where that's where I was getting stuck on. I was on, uh, number one. I didn't read at the time. And so, like, I'm not going to buy a damn book. You know what I mean? <laughs> I'm not going to buy a Navy SEAL book just Too much to read time. it. Yeah, uh, which I, is so. So funny right now because I read every single day, right? Um, yeah, you now. know, upwards of 10, 20 pages of you know personal books, you know, per, uh, self help books. But uh, 
Yeah, for anybody, go to the Jocko Underground. There is so much value in the, the debriefs. The debriefs are great. Yes, those are free. Um, those are yeah. free. Are, are the debriefs free? The debriefs okay. are free. You're going to have to hunt for them. Uh, you just do like a Google search, and yeah. you can look for just like Jocko the debrief, and you can find like what podcast in between them, because he doesn't number them. He just is, so it'll be like Jocko podcast, whatever. Well, maybe he does number. Anyway, yeah, you can yeah, find I think it. he numbers the main ones. I don't know if he does. I don't know if he numbers the debriefs. I don't know, and I think the undergrounds are separate. Undergrounds but, uh, on a separate feed. Also, he does put uh, he does put underground previews in his main mm-hmm. feed. Yes, he does. And so that's that's how I found the underground is what uh, I just couldn't do without it because I I had found it. You you said hey these undergrounds are really good, and so I was like well fuck it I guess I'll go try it again. You know I'm going to listen to him talk to some 80 year old dude about the military for two hours, and then he's finally going to tell me something that I might need to know. And uh, but I was like what well, I'll give the undergrounds a chance. And immediately it was into the the you know ask earnest questions and it was 15 minutes it was a 15 minute he definitely honey potted me where it, you know it cut off and i was like damn it and so i put in my card info right there right there because it's because i had to get more I had to get more jocko um so yeah anybody go listen to the underground but you had kind of got me into that and and i i forget when we had kind of reconnected on the jocko front but you and i've been kind of off and on as far as keeping time. in contact for for a while um we've been we've kept in pretty good contact for a, a couple months now yeah for, um, i would say probably good six seven months now yeah for uh, good contact yeah and so you got me back into jocko in the path and and things like that and then it it kind of it it did a, a flipsy where yes. I remember I was in Abilene and I had just I had completed seventy five hard and I was starting phase one in three days. Um, I was starting phase one in three days and I called you because I was in Abilene and we were going to try to do dinner. Yes. I think you had something crazy going on and it was kind of late notice and stuff like that, mm-hmm. so we weren't able to make dinner work. But I remember talking to you in the hotel, like I was in the hotel parking lot and saying, "Hey man, have you ever tried seventy five hard?" And you were like, yeah, man, I just, and I was like, oh, did you, you know, I was expecting you to say that the water, or the, 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 uh, the working out got you. And it was the reading the first time. The reading, and I yeah. was like, that, is, that is fucking wild. <laughs> like, like when I, when I heard that, I was like, that's, that's crazy. The reading got you. And I could just hear it in your voice of like, you were, you were semi ashamed to admit that the oh, reading, absolutely was. That, that the reading was what was got that, what had gotten you. And, uh, I, I, I so I, I kind of pushed you into doing that, and I was like saying, "Hey, dude, I'm starting in like three days, and uh, if you're not on this train, you're gonna miss it." And I kind of put it in that mm-hmm. that relevance of you were saying, "Man, I'm grinding on jujitsu. I'm grinding on jujitsu." And I said, "Hey, look, man, this is going to help your jujitsu. Mm-hmm. Like, this is 100% gonna help your jujitsu. This is gonna be better. This is this is the path. Um, if you use Jocko, you know, you follow the path. This this just puts the path on steroids." I mean, it absolutely does. It's absolutely. it's it's a to me, and I've never I don't have the discipline equals freedom field manual. I'm gonna buy it soon. Um, so, it, have you read that? Yeah, I have all of it. Okay, I yeah, every, yeah. I, I, well, I, I knew it, it was a dumbass question. I don't know why I asked it, <laughs> but uh, to me, 75 hard feels like that discipline equals freedom on on maybe some steroids of an actual tactical, a more tactical, more straightforward path. What 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 are the differences there? It, educate me on that. Uh, you mean like differences in the books? Well, just the just the modes of thought to me. So for me, I, I've never read the di- discipline equals uh, discipline equals freedom field manual. Gotcha. Um, so I don't know what is actually in that. But to me, seventy five hard was just the path with an actual tactical way to get it done. 
It's yeah. it's almost like extreme ownership is to leadership strategies and tactics. Whereas you know, discipline equals field manual. I, I felt like seventy five hard was that more tactical. This is what you're going to do every single day. This is how you're going to exercise that discipline. Is that a fair statement? I got you. Yeah, I understand what you mean by that. Um, so the so you have the field manual itself. Um, the I would say the beginning two thirds of the book is yeah. is really it's just um, a collection of short speeches I guess you could say okay. of you know um, good motivation <laughs> goods in there yeah you have you have different stuff like that um, where it's it's really just short things that you can read that. Um, it's, it, it instills values in a very short period of time. Okay. Um, and then the the last little part is actually workouts. So okay. it, it's um, you have like a beginner, an intermediate, and an advanced level uh, set of workouts in that book. And okay. then um, it's like push pull that kind of thing. You know, um, you get the idea on that part. Um, just a a beginning stage for like if you can't do pull ups, it shows you how to work up into one pull ups, do dead oh, hang pull ups, that kind okay. of thing. Um, and then. Uh, that's kind of what that book centers around. So like the first two thirds kind of motivational kind of just some like some stuff like there, the longest one's probably four or five pages, but it's, it's good um, condensed down versions of lessons. You know what I mean? Okay. So, so I, I think that that doesn't make sense to, I think that coincides with where I was going if I could have a perfect world, I would have somebody read discipline, read discipline equals freedom field manual, and then immediately put them on 75 hard. Yes. I, I think that's a, that's a good path to go. Yes. And I, I didn't follow that, but um, Jocko was in there somewhere. Uh, I actually think I found Jocko towards the later part, uh, like middle of 75 hard, I think is where I actually found him. Um, not found him, but really got back into him. Yeah. But uh, yeah, so Let's talk about why you did why you decided to try seventy five hard in the first place. Tell us that. Well, unfortunately, you kept bugging me about it. Is really why I kept doing it. No, no, no. Uh, the, the first time. So oh, you tried it way before gotcha. me. So the first time when you failed on the reading. So um, the first time that I I tried seventy five hard, I tried it. So I had saw a guy named his name is Logan Morrow. He's a world champion in jujitsu um, out of Zombie Knock City. Shout out to them. Um, he has some of the greatest jujitsu in the world, and um, I had seen that he was doing it, and I had known about seventy five hard before. Yeah. Um, and I understood what it was. I just never really. Um, I don't know. I just never really committed to it. So I, I went and I, I downloaded the app, you know, paid whatever five bucks for it and downloaded it and I tried it. And I remember I tried to get, you know, a guy to do it with me. So instantly I'm already doing wrong, right? I'm yeah. already starting off on the wrong foot if I'm trying to get someone else to do it with me. That's already incorrect. <laughs> I um, <did> that. <laughs> I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it for myself at that point. And I, it, yeah. I was kind of um, ambiguous with what I wanted from it. What was I searching for with it? And, you know, um, so the first time I did it, I kind of went in, I went in hard at the very beginning. I was like, okay, I'm going to do it. And I got like four days in and then I was just like, I'm tired. I'm not going to go work out. Yeah. So that's kind of why it didn't work out the first time. It's just lack of discipline. Yeah. It's really what it was. It was just, just pure lack of discipline. And then, um, you know, when you called me about the Abilene thing and you were like, Hey, you know, this 75 hard thing, have you ever thought about it? And I think we had talked about it once before or something like that. And, um, I remember I had, I was telling you, like you said about me grinding in jiu-jitsu really hard. I've, I've got some competitions coming up, whatever. And, um, well you said, Hey, 
I think what what day was that? Like June first, something like that. Yeah, it was. It was. I actually remember exactly what day it was. It was like May twenty second. May twenty second, something yeah. like that, right? Because that's the day I was in there for that USCCA training. So yeah, gotcha. It was like May twenty first, May twenty second. So whatever date it was, then, then um, you called. So you had called me like two weeks before, something like that. Said, hey, you should do this, and I was like, right. yeah, man, I'll think about it. Kind of blew you off a little bit on it, and then um, you called me again when you were in Abilene, and. You were like, hey, I'm starting on Monday. You should do it too. Yeah. And because on the previous call, I remember I said, yeah, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. And then uh, on Monday, I, I finally was like, okay, I'm going to do it. And then just I went into it. And what I wanted from it was I felt stagnant in my jiu-jitsu. I, um, I was a little bit heavy when it comes to my health. I was um, not anything crazy, probably 5, 10 pounds of unhealthy um, just a little unhealthy weight that I picked up from, yeah. you know, there's a lot of parties around that time frame. You know, you're, it's early spring, May. Everybody's kind of happy that it's starting to turn summertime, and I let the discipline slip. So that's kind of kind of the reason why I was I had right. a little extra weight and sugar, blah, blah, blah. Easter, Easter. Easter, Easter, Easter just, yeah. <laughs> I love them eggs, bro. <laughs> anyway, uh, so I started. I Like I said, I wanted to cut a little bit of weight, and I really wanted to just – apply it to my jiu-jitsu and see you said you know it'll help your jiu-jitsu it'll elevate you to the next level and i'll, I'll do anything to you know try and get better so that's kind of right. kind of the reason why i ended up doing it is you bugged me enough to where i ended up doing it yeah yeah, yeah. and uh yeah that's well see i st- i had started phase one um when you were starting 75 hard yes. so let's let's kind of go over for for those people that don't know 75 hard is a program written by andy frazella it's not a challenge it's a program it's a lifestyle um 75 hard uh, is part of the live hard program and part of this live hard program is you have 75 hard you have phase one phase two phase three 75 hard and before I absolutely mess this up I'm gonna make sure I look at it and so keep going uh, 75 hard you have to do two workouts one has to be outside yes. a day two 45 minute workouts one has to be outside every single day you have to take a progress picture every single day you have to read 10 pages of a nonfiction book every single day you have to drink a gallon of water Every single day, you have to follow a diet. Okay, uh, you can choose this diet. It can be a bulk diet. It can be a cut diet. It can be whatever you want. It, it, he says no cheat meals, no alcohol, no candy, no bullshit. If you if you listen to seven, to Andy Frazella, his his uh, his thing is if you have to ask, it's not allowed. You know what I mean? So uh, and you you do that every single day for seventy five days. That's seventy five hard. That's the prepper. Okay, and then you go into phase one. Phase one is 75 hard plus some things. You have to do a five-minute cold shower every single day. You have to do 10 minutes of visualization every single day. You have to do three additional power list items every day. I don't think I'm missing anything extra. That's Those are the only extra things, right? Okay. You then have to take a 30-day break on phase two. That's when phase two starts is a 30-day break after phase one. Then you go into phase two. Phase two is 75 hard just for 30 days. So you're going to do your two workouts, 45 minutes a day. One has to be outside. You're going to take a progress picture, 10 pages of reading, drink a gallon of water, follow a diet, no cheat meals, no alcohol for 30 days. And then you get to phase three. Okay. So phase three, you must start at 30 days before the anniversary of your 75 hard date. Okay. So this that's designed so that you can't fail phase three. If you fail phase three, you fail the whole year of live hard. So phase three is phase one. So that's the two workouts a day, da 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 da, all the way to the visualization, cold showers. You remember what it is. Plus, you have to talk to a stranger, have a conversation with a stranger 
every single day, and you must do a random act of kindness every single day. So it, it's it's wicked hard, and it's designed to develop you into. Uh, Andy calls it the uh, I think he calls it like the complete guide to creating and, and keeping momentum. Uh, so that, that's kind of what we're dealing with. So I was going into phase one. I had already completed 75 hard, got Brett uh, on the train, and I, I had started phase one. I actually failed phase one 26 days in because I forgot a progress Ouch. picture. You want to talk about depressing? Yeah. Okay. I'm in my cold shower. First of all, I'm in my cold shower for day 27, and you never get used to a fucking cold shower. Okay, I, I, are you used to them yet? No, it's painful. It, it's very <laughs> painful. painful. Um, and I, I mentioned you said that you had some uh, some shitty pipes, so yours are even a little bit warm, aren't they? Yeah, they're not warm, warm, but like they're not, they're not warm. But I'm definitely not getting as cold as it could be. Yeah, because it's in the summer, and you know you <laughs> yeah. got some. Warm it's getting pipes. more. It's getting worse now. It's starting to get cool in the evenings. So. Yeah, uh, but anyway, I'm on day 27. I'm in my cold shower, and I'm like, yeah, I think I got. Fuck and like my progress picture and I remember it. And I looked at my phone. And I hadn't taken a progress picture, dude. I was looking everywhere. I was looking in the trash bin on my phone. Like I was looking. Oh, I was like, snap. maybe I took it and deleted it. Like I had to have taken a picture of myself yesterday. I was like, maybe I took a selfie. Like on my Snapchat memories, I was looking to see if there was any. Like maybe somebody could screenshot a Snapchat that was open yesterday for my progress picture. Like give me something that could show progress, so I don't have to quit on day twenty six. And uh, I'm in my five. So my five minute cold shower goes extra long because I'm figuring this out while I'm in my five minute cold shower because the cold didn't matter at that point. No, that uh, does not matter at that point. And, <laughs> and I remember, and I said, "Fuck." Well, I don't have a progress picture, so starting over day one on day day 27 Ouch. of that 30 day grind, Painful. 30 day grind, I started over. And I remember calling you on the way to work. And do you remember this? Yeah, I called you, you and I said, "So mad." I said, "Hey man, I got good news and I got bad news." Yes. And you're like, "What's the what's the good?" news and i said well you're gonna have somebody for the majority of your 75 art because <laughs> i remember the that, idea yeah. was that i was supposed to leave you 30 days in <laughs> yeah. and you were gonna do the, the other 35 on your own yes. and i was gonna go do some other thing you know obviously you keep up with the lifestyle to a certain extent but right, you're not yeah. on the program anymore yeah. and i was like well you're gonna have somebody that's more committed and you're and you legitimately asked me you're like oh did you get somebody else to yeah to, to like, be a part of the program and i was like nah dude i i failed and i remember we did the we did the good together you know the the jocko good, good we, yeah, yeah we good. both said good and and uh, it, it was it was a lot of progress, but yeah. So we got to we got to walk through that together. One of the main questions I want to ask is: Did you get the benefit out of it that I thought you would? And and if you could identify top two or three benefits uh, of that seventy five hard program, what were they? So um, first of all, is the lifting aspect of it. So it, it helped just general strength. Um, in the last podcast, I talked a little bit about how I really didn't enjoy lifting. Right. Um, I don't lift because I enjoy it. You know, I'm starting to find a little bit of love for it now um, that I've been doing it, you know, post 75 hard and I've kind of been doing it for a little while now, finding a little bit of love, but I, uh, I do it because I want to choke people and I, uh, I, so the strength aspect has helped so much, so much just because I fight in the ultra heavyweight division. So they're always extremely big guys. And, yeah. And, um, so it's the strength and then the cardio. Um, I did a lot of walking, um, and then some running as well for my outside workouts. And right. you know, where we're big guys and running is a problem for big guys. <laughs> it's not fun. It's yeah. just a gut check the whole time. And um, so my cardio improved, and then also I cut a little bit of weight, and I uh, it it helped with my speed in jujitsu. So I uh, I kind of thinned out a little bit. I think I only lost about fifteen pounds. Yeah. Um, 
just to clarify, the reason why I only lost 15 pounds is because my diet was a, a, an extremely high level of protein. I was doing about 300 grams of protein a day, trying my hardest to. Jesus, um, yeah. I, you know, I say 300 grams of protein a day. Um, I would say for a good part of that, it was probably 260, something like that. So, right. Um, Which is right where you want to be. Yeah. And I was, so I was lifting a lot and I just wanted to get as strong as possible. Um, in that 75 hard. So that's, that's why I didn't lose as much weight. You know what I mean? Yeah. But, um, I, I love the program and it kicked my butt, you know, um, there's a lot of late days, a lot of late nights where you're, it's 1130, let's say even later than that, 1148, <laughs> yep. let's say, and you're 10 minutes out from a walk and you're like, I'm cutting it close. You know, I got everything Day done. ends when you go to sleep, dog. Yeah. So I don't know, I don't know if I told you that. Maybe I induced some well, undue panic on, on your the- part, but the day ends when you go to sleep. So even if it's two in the morning, uh, yeah. So now in your phase one journey, day ends when you go to sleep. Well, it's good to know now. <laughs> yeah, my bad. So <laughs> I, uh, you know, I think you have to kind of become creative in that seventy-five hard sometimes, and you absolutely know, whatever you have to do to get it done. Because frankly, there's gonna be days where you're short on time, and you right. know, I really tried hard to not make my two workouts. Try to not use jujitsu as one of my workouts. This is kind of something I told you. Um, it was only probably 15, 20 days in, not long. Yeah. I, I said that, you know, I really want to try and make sure that my I use jujitsu not as a workout because, you know, if you only do jujitsu, your body's going to get used to it. Um, right. And you're not going to see – you're going to see diminishing returns off of that. So um, I started really focusing on the lifting and then the, the outside walk, run, whatever I can do. Um, that That's a great approach, and I, and I like that you did that. And – you know, and kind of what I told you is like, hey man, I, I support that. Keep it as an option. You yeah, know what say, I, mean? I did uh, use it as an option. I'm not yeah. going to tell you right now, but like I, I'm not going to say that I didn't use jujitsu as a workout because sometimes time was strapped and right. you know it's in the. I think me and you had talked about this. Um, I think it was getting up in the 60 day range, and I remember when we would get. I would be late in the day and I'm just dog tired. And, you know, I remember we talked about this, that when, you know, three days from now, what do you remember about three days ago? Yeah. You remember, okay, I lifted biceps. Uh, I did biceps and back. Um, I squatted. I did this. I did whatever, you know. Um, What you don't remember is how tired you were. Right. So when I'm tired halfway through or – a workout or I'm halfway through the day and I'm just like, you know, my eyes are starting to close cause I'm tired, you know, just gut it out. You're not going to remember it in the next couple of days. Exactly. So, um, no, the, the be creative aspect. I think that was, that was pivotal for me is like being, getting creative on how you're yes. actually, it forced some creative problem solving on my end. I agree. Me that, too. that was wild. Me too. What, what, what was, if you had to pick like one thing that you got creative with to, to get shit done. What was, what was it? It would be the outside workout because yeah, just like I was saying about diminishing returns, you can only walk so much before you're just like, oh, you're not doing anything really. So um, I, what I started incorporating was like some, some sandbag stuff. Um, right. I didn't have a sandbag. Um, so just anything that I could pick up and kind of like toss over my back and turn around and pick it up and toss it over my back. Uh, you know, sprints, um, suicides, um, squats, air squats, push-ups, that kind of thing. Just anything to get me moving outside. You know, yeah. um, like you said, just be creative because if you do the same thing, you're not going to be progressing and growing. Yeah, um, you got a timer. That, that was always me. Is I was like, 
I got a timer going for 45 minutes and I must be doing something yes, for yeah, 45 no. minutes. So I remember doing rock lifts. I got this heavy ass rock Oof. that I used to press. Um, and it was the most awkward thing. And I almost dropped it on my head. I remember one time. you telling me about it. Yeah, 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 yes, yeah. I remember because yes, I, I was telling you, teeing you up for this. I was like, dude, you got to get creative and, mm-hmm. and figure it out. And I remember that now. I had that rock that I would I'd clean that rock up and, and start pressing it over my head. <laughs> uh, yeah, the, the creativeness is, is, it forces you to get there because you got to get it done. You got a day to get this shit done. Well, it's not supposed to be fun. It's no, not no, supposed no. to be like, oh, I have my planned workout today here in, you know, 10 minutes. I'm going to go outside for 45 minutes and do my workout. No, yeah. like, there's, it's purposely built to um, make you suffer. Uncomfortable. And make you make uncomfortable. You get uncomfortable. And, yeah. and, you know, when you look at the list on what, what it has, you know, the two workouts, the water, you know, you'd be like, yeah, it's probably hard to drink a gallon of water a day. And, but I think I could do two workouts and I think I can follow a diet. And, and you know, it's it seems relatively easy on the outside when you look at it. If you really think about it, it could be easy. Yeah. But it's when you're tired. It's when you're you've only got five hours of sleep that night, three hours of sleep that night, and you gotta wake up. You just finished your workout, your outside workout, it's twelve thirty at night, and you gotta wake up at four AM the next day to go to work, and then you gotta get your workouts and drink your water. You know, your water log like it's nobody biz- nobody's business. <laughs> I can't even explain how many times Preach. it has been 11:50 at night. I've got three quarters of my jug left of water, and I'm just and just because you just don't want water. You're just like, give me anything but water, please. Right. Um, but that's the purpose of the thing. It's it's oh yeah unmitigated daily discipline in all things, and and you know I, th- I think a lot of times too. Whenever I was halfway through, so um, those of you that don't know, on my right forearm I have discipline equals freedom tattooed on my arm, and part of that is number one, it's from Jocko, um, as everything is in my in my life. But I I did it as a sign of never go back never I was I had already lost my weight I had already started lifting and I remember that when I I went to go get the tattoo and I just looked at it being tattooed on my arm and I'm feeling that you know that pain of the needle going in and I'm just sitting there and I'm like never again yep. never again because I, I can't look at that tattoo on my arm and it's positioned just right to where like I can't be doing anything where it's not in my face yeah and who would I be to be fat or unhealthy or I can't keep up in jujitsu I can't I gas out in jujitsu and I look down and it says discipline equals freedom right there wow what a shame what a shame it would be if I didn't hold the line so yeah. that's that's part of the reason number one it's just the the symbolize like how much I I'm, I love what Jocko's doing and number two it's a it's a deal with myself of never again dude it's it's, it's crazy how similar some of our thoughts are yeah we haven't talked about it. we've never talked about that tattoo never never we've never and for a couple months now i've been wanting to get a tattoo on my forearm yes and i wanted to, to say something like never go back mm-hmm. uh that that's that's just crazy and i absolutely love that because mm-hmm. you know you're willing to i've always been and you and i i feel like we're kind of the same where we were pretty hesitant about the tattoos of being very conscious of what we want to put on our body i am too and that was to the point to where I, I want to permanently ingrain this because I'm not going to go back. Well, it's in, it's imprinted on my heart that yeah. I can't go back. Exactly. I can't go back. This is not a, you know, we could use the cliche, burn the boats. You know what I mean? It's deeper than that. It's, yeah. it's bone deep. It, it burns like a fire in my soul that um, 
I have an unyielding hatred for that part of me that wants to be fat and wants to be lazy at the house. I have a, a hatred for that man. I want to kill that man every day. Yep. So, uh, yeah, that's kind of why I got the tattoo and stuff. I, I know this is not to do with 75 hard, but, but <laughs> no, it, it definitely it definitely helped whenever I was, you know, I'm, oh, I'm tired. I don't want to go work out. I'm tired. Yeah. Well, guess what? You have a tattoo on your arm, stupid. You who's, paid money who's for that crap, Andy bro. Andy guy anyway? Yeah. Who, who even who, is who Andy? Who the fuck dog? is Andy? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, I, uh, but I, this program, if you haven't done it, number one, embrace the suck. And just gut it out. It's a gut check every yep. single day, but you will come out better for it. Better Absolutely, for it. yeah. I think one of the things that you had said about it being uh, uncomfortable, the way the program is written, people ask, "Well, why do you have to do it? You know, why do you have to do, take a progress picture? You know, what the, what's the point of that?" And I think that this program, I don't know. I only know one person that I look at this list of things and I go, "Well." That's none of these things are going to make him uncomfortable. I know one person like that. Really? Yeah. That, but this list of things is designed to no matter who it is, it's going to make you uncomfortable for seventy five days. You know what I mean? Like the okay, two forty five minute workouts, one outside. Well, we know a lot of people that can do that. That's no problem for if they just had to do that for seventy five days. Yeah, that's easy. The, two workouts, uh, bro. I'd yeah. smash that deal. Follow a diet for se- well, we know people that have, that have been on you know paleo diets for. Six months. That's right, not yeah. hard. Okay. No alcohol or cheat meals. Okay. I know a few people that couldn't do that. That that, that would be a struggle for. But those people also aren't working out twice a day. Right, yeah. Like this list of things that you have to do, there are not many people that that's not going to make them uncomfortable in one single aspect. Mm-hmm. And then it's going to grind on them for 75 days, kind of like you said. And I, I think that that was, that was key. What, uh, what was the main growth you saw out of 75 hard other, other than the unmitigated discipline what was the main actual not really tangible but but visible change the the measurable that you got out of 75 hard man just the the measurable change would be um kind of cutting up in my yeah. face my face kind of got a little skinnier and um kind of like last podcast i said that i have some body dysmorphia and that kind of thing but um I'm always very conscious about my body, so I know what I look like. Right. So I uh, um, lost weight, you know, cut up, and uh, the measurable difference difference was my uh, my appearance, and then also my strength. Your strength, my strength, yeah, yeah. I could, I could tell a, a large difference. Got in my that strength. lift on? Yeah, for real. Fighting gravity for seventy five days. Trying to get yacked, bro. Trying to get yacked. Okay, man. Yeah, I think that was good. Uh, and you know, you, you were talking to the person that's going to do seventy five hard. Like the you were, you were saying, you know, just do it, just just, do just it. get through it, just gut it out. Just, I mean, it's not going to be fun. And, and I think if you, I was listening to a podcast here, like the other day. I can't remember which one it was. I think it was a Jocko podcast, but it was if you accept the fact that it was a Jocko podcast. It was the most recent one, um, three fifty. If you accept the fact that it's not going to be fun. You know, just like, okay, it's not going to be fun, but guess what? I have to do it. You just have to wake up in the morning, prioritize and execute every single task on that list. And I promise you can do it. You know, we limit ourselves so much in our mind. You know, I can't, I hate that word. Yeah. You know, um, I hate to harp on jujitsu so much, but like when I have a a kid that's like doing jujitsu, actively rolling with someone. Like with a kid, and then you know, you're like, hey, if you uh, if you hop around to that guard thing, and then they like open palm you like this, um, <laughs> you know, you can't see this, but they open palm you and they go, I can't, I want to, I just, I can't stand that. 
Yeah. Because I was that kid. Yeah. I was that kid who was like, I can't do it while I'm not trying, neither. So, um, just, just grit it out. Find that beast inside you that just says no to the weakness. Yeah. Why Why would somebody want to do this? So, I've always said to, to people that you've got to be pretty low <laughs> to do a program like 75 hard it's kind of like you got to get to rock bottom for that to be the solution for you to climb up out of it uh i, I think in, in in a lot of cases why why would somebody want to do this what what if you're trying to sell this you're the used car salesman trying to sell 75 hard why would somebody want to do this so i think i think uh, i'm actually going to disagree with you a little bit um i agree with the the, the rock bottom thing um there are those in that group that definitely get to that point i i can see that i mean that makes perfect sense um i think you're going to get a large portion of people who do that and i think that's a large portion of who does it right um however i think there's also you know i would say it's almost 50 50 where 50 percent's at rock bottom and 50 percent is people who are on the path who are looking for that extra supplemental challenge of where kind of like whenever i started it it wasn't the fact that i wasn't um, you know, I was lifting, you know, twice, three times a week, which is not enough. Right. Um, I'm training six days a week of jujitsu, but it wasn't so much that I was, I needed that extra push to push me to that next level. So, um, I agree with you that rock bottom, but I also, I think that some people might want to do it because we can do more. Maybe, as, maybe as, it's fair to say rock bottom or plateau. Yes. Yeah, that's okay. a good way. That's yeah. a very good way to put it. Yes. I, I think that's fair because I was at a plateau. I started yes. thinking about it, and of the three people I know personally that have done seventy-five hard, two of them were were pretty fit when they did it, and were pretty active. So my 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 hypothesis of everybody's got to be rock bottom is kind of horseshit. But I do think that they were they were at a plateau. Yeah, and one I think or the that, other for sure. Yeah, uh, either rock bottom or plateau. I think that that's. Uh, I agree. Can we agree on that? Yep, I agree. So, no man, that, I just wanted to touch on that and, and get your experience for that, and kind of you know put that out there because i think it's a life-changing program and uh you you seem to do really well on it and you're crushing phase one mm-hmm. as of right now it's going so. it's going very well how are those how are those cold showers dog man so do you appreciate them now well it's i appreciate them and i enjoy them but i think i've developed uh you know this this mental state where um sometimes in jiu-jitsu you have to be comfortable in uncomfortable positions where you just have to go to a mental state like it's going to happen the timer's going to go off in you know five six minutes yeah (laughs) and uh we'll be done you know you just sometimes you just have to be tough just be mentally tough and uh that's there's no real way to explain it other than that yeah it's just that it's just hey just go you can do it I promise you can do it. We're so tough as human beings. Our bodies yeah. are so resilient. You know, it's insane to think about just the resiliency of our body and, and what we can achieve. It's just all it takes. You mean 60 degree water is, is I know. It's is not challenge. the worst that the human body can take? And don't, <laughs> and don't get me wrong. I hate it. Oh, I, it's it, awful. It's terrible. What, uh, makes you, what makes you get in? Well, just get it. Just go. Just go? Don't think. Do you start the timer first? No. 
No? Okay. I always, like, I would be standing at the edge of the shower, and the only way for me to force myself to get in is I would have to hit start on the timer. So what I do is I'll, I'll hop in the shower. I'll have my phone, and, like, I have a counter close by. So I'll, like, hop in the shower, turn the shower on with, like, my hand outside of the shower. So, like, I'm already getting in the cold, and I'm, like, start the time. Okay. Because, I don't know, just making sure that I'm not taking five seconds outside oh, okay. of the shower. You know what I'm saying? Like, okay. I'm not talking no, about I'm just I, I, I mean, like, you know, if uh, if we're doing this, let's do it. No, that's that's a good mentality to have. And I don't know that I ever took much. I always had the water going. But uh, for me, it was always starting the timer and understanding that, like, for me, I didn't want to miss any of those seconds, and that's what made me get in. Right. Is that I didn't want to miss any of those seconds. Because otherwise, I would just sit there and, like, Think like, about I don't it. Wanna, I really <laughs> think, don't think about it. Yeah, I don't want to do this. And there, there was a couple mornings that I'm like, no, nah, fuck you. I'm not doing it this morning. You know, like, and I would get in there in the evening, and I'm like, ah, you know, like I gotta do it. I've been doing them in the evening. It seems to. Um, I listen to Dr. Huberman, Andrew Huberman, yeah. um, talking about like body temperatures and things like that. So I've been doing them in the evening. Seems to help me sleep a little bit more. I get some more um, REM sleep. Does it really? Yeah, I seem to. I seem to get a lot more rest. In the evening to cool my body down, um, I find that I fall asleep quicker. Um, that's just me personally. I, I have to be nice and cooled down. Yeah. Um, See, I always felt like it had the op- I felt like because it was such a quick snap of cold, gotcha. then my body would actually start to heat up to it. Gotcha. You see what I'm saying? I, so it, it had kind of the opposite effect. For you leave me. your feet a little wet. Huh? This is gonna be weird. You leave your feet a little wet. No. So do you have a fan on in your room? Like a. Like a just ceiling fan or something. No, we don't sleep with a fan. No, I don't sleep with a fan. So I sleep with a fan, right? Ceiling fan, whatever. And I leave my feet just a little bit wet. Not a lot, not a lot where it's you know it's going to cause some problems, but just a little bit. Little oh, because you don't you don't eat through your so, feet and your hands. Yeah, so you dump yeah. all that heat, and what it does is it um, your body will heat up to it. So what I do is I keep my feet a little wet. You know, simple. You know, air flowing yeah. through your feet, and it'll burn off that excess heat. Yeah. Um, but that's what I've seen work for me here recently. Dude, whatever works. And I've heard that it helps people. I've heard that it helps some people sleep. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, it's a go-getter in the morning. And I think it's because you you do raise that temperature yes. a little bit. And I listen to Huberman a lot. Mm-hmm. And, uh, he's so smart. Yeah, he's an incredibly smart dude. And he's got so much value. Yeah. The, the morning sunlight is a, it's a game changer. See, I have a real hard time with that. Really? Yeah. So my, my schedule right now, I'm waking up at 5 and I'm going to work at about 5.30 in the morning. Yeah. And I, I work an inside job. So when it comes to sunlight to my eyes first thing in the morning, yeah. Um, I'm usually inside by the time. Well, I'm usually wide awake by the time I get to work. So like, right. uh, so, like sunlight is just not a um, – I've tried really hard to implement that to where like somehow I can get some direct sunlight, you know, to my eyes. Yeah. Um, I'm still I'm still working on that. Still working on that. Yeah, I feel like that that has helped. And then uh, honestly, you know, Dion and I, there's days to where we have to get up around the same time, mm-hmm. and she'll flip the lights on in the room. And I ask her to, you know, like, hey, yeah. As soon as your alarm goes off, flip the lights on in the room. And I mean, I always tell myself you don't have to because I have a problem getting up early. It's yeah. really really hard for me to get up early. I don't know why I must have seven hours of sleep at least. Like I, I cannot get up early for some reason, I and you. I do a lot of days, and I go get my stuff done, but it's really, really hard. Mm. And so she'll start flipping on the lights, 
and we've started doing that. And I'm about to buy a light switch timer, actually, that, that'll nice. flip the lights on and wake me up because Huberman talks about that. Yeah. Uh, even the lights in your in your bedroom, being able to help wake you up and get those cortisol levels up. I've heard a lot about that as well. Um, unfortunately, I'm not able to do that right now. I get to work pretty early, and my wife yeah. gets to work at like 9 o'clock. So yeah. just doesn't work out for me, but that's okay. Um, we'll figure it out. Right. No, I've heard I've heard a lot about the the waking up to light instead of an alarm helps out a lot too. Yeah. Um, I I see. My problem is I, I would probably wake up to light and then have like a backup alarm because yeah, it would be really yeah, scary. Because yeah, 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 yeah. I've been there's been some times after some alcohol that there, there's not any any sort of light. I'm not even talking about a lot of alcohol, no, but I can sleep through some light. So and so so how much how much sleep are you getting usually, dude? I get seven eight hours of seven, sleep. Seven eight. Yeah, hours and I have to because if it everybody's different. Everybody's yeah. way different. I, I find that so like seven eight hours. I get it. So I can usually run off pretty well off about five. Yeah. If um in so I'm dead at five. So what it is so what it is for me is if I do so let's say normal week right so Mondays wake up at five I'm going to bed ah oh man. 10 30 11 o'clock let's say you know yeah. whether it be i stay up blah 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 um i get about five six hours of sleep let's say um six hours is a good night um everyone saw it's four um i can't I, I can't even imagine i'm not super i'm not super great after four but yeah. i get about five hours of sleep every day usually i think today i'm rocking on about five and um i find that everybody's different right so yeah. I'm, I'm fine at five i'm mentally good good to go at five you're not no and and i, I don't drive think, off a fucking bridge at, at four or five hours of sleep <laughs> if i had to go to work on it if i had to go to work like that oh my god i just and and you know it's interesting so you during this 75 hour program you know i guarantee you didn't get seven to eight hours every single night uh yeah there there were some nights that i did or some nights that i didn't gotcha. but i always got pretty close to six i i'm super blessed with a job that works with my schedule sweet yeah. and so like i did i didn't share your experience of grinding at 11 30 gotcha, yeah. if i did it was on the weekends because i was playing too many damn video games well what it is and is, i had to read after i was done playing video games gotcha well what it is is a failure of me to prioritize and execute right yeah so like a lot of times what it be is that i'm failing to get up early enough to get my outside workout in so i'm having to push it towards the evening yeah. after jiu-jitsu which jiu-jitsu you know classes end at eight quotation marks really they end at nine thirty because right. we get open mat rounds afterwards um so that's just my fault really but i'm just lucky enough that i can function off of five hours of sleep most of the week like this week every single night i got five hours of the week no so, five so, hours of sleep super props to you for the 75 hour i, I always give super props to guys that do have those those typical be present, you know, almost physical jobs to where it's it's not a you know a knowledge work job of kind of like what I've got where I sit at a computer and stuff. Um, because if I miss my my morning workout, I always go and take a lunch walk. You know, I'll go take my lunch walk outside. That's my forty five minute workout. And something I wanted to talk the the walks, dude. There's a lot of research that show that no matter how long you've been walking, a forty five minute walk burns like more calories than you can even imagine. Hmm, like the jujitsu, like jujitsu probably burns a lot more calories. Mm -hmm. But if you had to choose between like a forty five minute walk or like a thirty minute lifting session. Um, I've heard that the 45-minute walk is going to burn more fat. 
I have no, I have no doubt about that because you know I don't burn a whole lot. I when it comes to lifting, I'm not super. My heart rate doesn't get super active. I go real slow. Yeah. I, I really settle into the workout and I really make sure that I'm nice stretched out. I have really tight shoulders, so anything chest, yeah. biceps, triceps, that kind of thing, I really make sure I'm stretched out. Well, and there's the theory that you have the residual burn because your muscles are rebuilding, and so right, yeah. lifting's better than. But I think the consistency of the walks, and that's what I tell a lot of people, yeah, 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 is yeah. that if if you're okay, yeah, I get it. You want to go and run for 30 minutes and that's going to burn a lot of calories, but you're only going to do that twice a week. Go on a 45 minute walk every single day. And I guarantee you most of my weight loss has come from that. But anyway, I want to give you props on having that more difficult job and those more, those more stringent after work commitments with the jujitsu and the coaching and stuff like that. I really don't have that. And I'm not going to say, I'm not going to discount myself and say that 75 hard was a cakewalk, but fighting for time typically wasn't wasn't my problem there there were some days i remember god there was one day that i had got my pig to butcher and uh it, we spent all weekend butchering this pig in my house so I, pro- I processed the pig, um, making sausage and stuff like that, and that was a grind. Oh, yeah. um, that was one of the times, because you spend a lot of time making Literally, oh, this, yeah. the saying, how the sausage is made, shit's like, there's meaning behind that, because oh, yeah. it's a long process, and thankful my buddy, Kasten and uh, Eli Rohde were helping me out, but on the Sunday, like there were times that I, I did have a time crunch, but most of it was just the discipline to keep going every day. Um, and so I do commend you for being able to do that. And now that we're on the topic of sleep, yeah, I, I got my hours in, dog. I, my sleep <laughs> is. You're thinking you're like, yeah, five hours days, you know what I mean? But and and, and you yeah. know, I'm not special. There's plenty of people that they go grind way on five harder hours. than yeah. me. So, well, and, uh, I appreciate it though. Yeah, no, that, that's cool, dude. And I, like I said, co- complete props. I, I almost, I'm wondering if I don't have some sort of. Med- I'm, I'm about to go get blood work because I, I can't. I mean, literally less than six hours, I cannot get up. I like tomorrow, to. I'm going to actually go and uh, hopefully go out to Lake Meredith, and we're going to leave at 6.30, so i got to wake up at 5.30. I don't have fun I'm with that, bro. I'm absolutely dreading that. And what's probably going to happen is I'm going to come home, I'm going to sleep for like four hours on Saturday, uh, you know, tomorrow, because I because I didn't get my sleep in, because it's already 10.30. But, um, but yeah, full full props to you, because I, I can't do I it. I appreciate it. I, I'm to the point where I'm, I'm like, man, I need to get some, <laughs> something figured out, because I can't, I can't operate on that little sleep. I got gotcha. you. Uh, we spent a lot of time on that. Um, so I wanted to ask you, uh, I wanted to get into kind of your career path mm-hmm. and we don't have to tell everybody what you do. I, you know, we don't have to put yeah. that on the internet. Um, just cause you know, you don't need people knowing your place of business. Yeah. Uh, random people knowing your, your place of business, but, uh, <clears throat> you're not exactly in a, uh, in a, in a desk job no. and you don't have a, a college degree. No. Okay, and I say that not to be, number one, college is a fucking scam. So first of all, don't ever let anybody look down on you on that because it's a $60,000 scam. Uh, if you go to a cheap one, that's that's what's unfortunate. So you did right there. But I want to kind of, I want to get your thoughts on why did you not go get the college degree? What was the purpose behind that? And how are you going to grind and how are you, because we were in we went to the same school mm-hmm. what what was the adage you know or what was the what go was to college or you won't go, survive go to college to build wealth or you won't survive and you won't and you hear these people that don't they went to college and they don't make that much money right. and like teachers don't make that much money and they're sitting here telling us like go to college and you'll build wealth and stuff right, like that yeah. um we both had that and i i went that route and i spent a lot of money and it's kind of paid off but what uh what made you take a different path what what made you decide to take a different path so, um, I actually did a little bit of college, um, 
trade school, not really right. college, not actual college. Hell, worth worth actually worth the damn money. So I did a little bit of HVAC um, college. I got certified in through the EPA, and I'm certified on all HVAC systems. I don't work in HVAC right now. Um, I work beverage, um, some beverage companies, um, distributing. Uh, yeah, Supply chain. I'm a I'm a salesman. Um, what turned me away from colleges was I graduated early. As we talked about in the last podcast, um, I'm young for my age group, and I graduated at 17. And yep. uh, when I actually when I graduated, I was a fresh 17. Um, I didn't turn 18 till after the summer after I graduated. I turned 18, so uh, I was extremely young. Number one. And um, I, I come from a family that is not economically stout. Let's say <laughs> yeah. um, we don't we don't have a whole whole lot of money. Don't get me wrong; I could have got loans, made something happen. Right. Um, halfway through the year, so I was going to go to another trade school and do windmill work. Um, it just ended up not being the thing. My mom got in a wreck. I had to take care of her, um, and. I ended up just grinding it out. So what I ended up doing was I ended up, uh, what is it? I went to a grocery store. Yeah. It got to a point where I just went to a grocery store. I started working at a grocery store and uh, I uh, just worked my butt off. Just put my head down and worked my butt off. Right. And I uh, I got noticed by another salesman and, you know, he, he um, and this all happened right when the losing weight thing happened. And he said, you know, I noticed you work really hard. And if you were, he asked me if I was ever interested in leaving. Um, the company that I was working for at the time, and you know, I I was like, absolutely, absolutely, I, I'm more than happy to leave. And right. you know, he get eventually he offered me a job, and I I got a job with the company I'm working for now, and it's I've been here almost three years now, and it I think. Do you have to have a college degree? No. I think if you want to work in a specific field, yeah, go get a college degree. You have to have it. One of the um, ones that's worth something. <laughs> one of the ones that's worth something. You know Still. what I mean? Like not not no gender degree or something like that. You know, basket. And I, I and I can't even talk to that because I haven't been to college. You know what I'm saying? So I don't. Yeah. I'm not going to talk about something I don't know anything about. Um, I feel like if in the future maybe if I needed college for something that I would go back because right. now I'm so much more mature and through the things I've learned um, that I would go in with the mindset of why I'm here yeah. I, I think if I would went to college at the time I wouldn't have known why I'm there I, right. don't, I don't I don't know why I, I just don't I don't think I, I understood why I should go to college yeah. you know fort- it was actually almost good thing that we didn't have the money so that I didn't just go yeah. Um, so it was almost, it, w- it was not the fact that it wasn't an option. It was just the fact of like, what am I going to go do? Yeah. So the company I'm working for now, you know, I make decent money. And I think that in this world, if you are a teenager right now and you're like, you don't know what to do. Um, I mean, look at us right now here. What degree do you have? Uh, yeah, I've got an engineering technology degree. So, so it's kind of like engineering, kind of not. But so Obviously, he has this engineering technology degree, so we have a guy that's four-year worth of college. He's extremely smart, and then I'm sitting across here. I have a high school diploma, um, and I think we both agree we see each other as equals. Yeah, absolutely. You know what I'm saying? I don't, I don't think there's any animosity there, and I think if you're a high school student right now and you're listening to this, I think that you just treat it like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. You don't have to have a degree, but if you want to go work in that field go get your degree you know yeah. what i mean if i think there is something to be said especially in the climate we are in right now there's something to be said about 
hard work. Absolutely. And uh, everything that I have right now is due to my hard work. Right. Um, I've, I'm not given anything. Um, and I think you're the same way. Yeah. Um, we've both just worked our butts off. And I think you can achieve a lot of things in this world with hard work. Because right now we're – so we're post-COVID right now. This is September of 2022. And the work – the the – manpower shortages are still going like yeah. it's still a problem and we're how long do you think we're moved from like covid covid well i think it was a problem in the first place before covid yeah, i think it's they probably were true that. we just didn't think yeah. about it well i think they were thinking about it but it was just kind of starting to the economy had grown to such a point where gotcha yeah. they, they were they were having some some issues yeah of you know this is this is a. Because I remember trying to find people at the place I worked before COVID happened, and it was really, really tough. Gosh. And so I think it was a problem before COVID. I don't know. I mean, maybe I just didn't have the wherewithal to know that. Yeah. Because right when COVID happened, I was still really young. Yeah. I was like, that's what I was about to say, dude. We were we were children. We were at at our age, life moves really fast. So maybe maybe we just didn't understand what was going on. Yeah. um, That we were. Um, we just didn't have the the detached perspective of what the workforce um, was looking for. Was looking for right then. So um, maybe we're wrong. Maybe we're not. It just feels like it was intensified after COVID. Oh, for sure. It definitely was. So yeah, I wasn't trying to disagree with that. Yeah, point. I got you. Okay. I was just saying that. I, I think it, it, it to it me probably it still seemed, was a problem. Yeah. beforehand too. Um, CDL drivers were the worst. Yeah, it's still God, bad. Trying, yeah, well, it's still bad. But even in like 2019. Trying to find a CDL driver that could piss clean. Oh, my God. Well, even right now, so the company I work for, like you said, distribution and beverages right now, you just can't get them. No, just can't you can't get them right now. And, um, you know, I think that when you, as someone that's in high school, like we were just saying, this is all wrapping towards the same thing. Um, if you work hard, you can achieve great things in this world just through grinding it out. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And the problem is right now is like that 75 hard that people will say, I can't, I can't. Like if you just put your head down and get to work, yeah. you know, um, outwork. So um, outwork and outperform as a page in a discipline equals freedom for a uh, field manual. And uh, it's talking about people talking smack behind your back, because if you're doing anything in this world, people will talk smack and they, uh, man, I'm telling you right now, just outwork and outperform, keep your nose to the grindstone and everything will work out just fine. Yeah, no, I like that. And you're kind of one of the, uh, you're one of the people that, you know, we had a lot of buddies that never really finished college or didn't do anything, at least in my grade. I don't know about your grade. That there were some people that didn't finish. I didn't really keep up with anybody. Yeah, That's yeah, really yeah. what the deal is. I just but didn't keep up. You were one of the guys that I saw that um, we took a similar path. We, we, we went different ways for the college thing, but you didn't go to college and you drastically made your life better even not going to college. And that was where it just kind of made the realization that, like, you you greatly improved your life. And you're working your butt off at work, and I'm not saying in your career, but like, no, I know what you're you, you you greatly improved your life and made a, a huge life change. And you didn't go to college, and you got a good job, and you, you make. Uh, we've talked about it. You make pretty good money, you know, especially for the area too. You know what I mean? With with the uh, the cost of living being somewhat lower there, um, you you make some pretty damn good money for for what you do and liking what you do. That's the other thing is a lot of these guys that uh, didn't go to college, they don't really like what they do. Um, can you kind of kind of give some hope to these guys of, of 
being adaptable and you know learning how to find a career that you like uh, outside of high school and not having to go get a college degree for it. So this is a, this is actually perfect, really. So whenever I said that I did a little bit of college, uh, this trade school, and I worked in HVAC, so I worked for a company. Um, and this company that I worked for, I really didn't enjoy the job. Yeah, I, I was like I said, this is pre weight loss. I'm very large. I am an addict, and it's a hundred and ten, fifteen degrees. You know what I mean? In a tight, confined space with insulation everywhere. It's not a big boy friendly environment. It's just <laughs> no. that's just the fact of the matter is, and and you know, I I fell through a ceiling at one point, and I just quickly realized that was not not really where I was I was gonna. Um, Need to be. Yeah. I just didn't need to be there. Uh, I was too big. I'm not athletic enough. Um, athletic's not the right word. Flexible and moving. Like, <laughs> I, I just couldn't move right. Yeah. You know what I mean? You can't move with that much weight in those combined spaces. Yeah, it's just, not, just not yeah. possible. It's not possible. So um, I uh, I worked that job for a little bit. And I think sometimes you have to work through something like that in a job that you just hate and you despise yeah. to know that, like, it's just the grit through just having yeah. grit you know to appreciate I mean? the one that comes to after. appreciate the one that comes after work my right. next job after that one which was you know it was a i worked in a pro i worked in produce at a at a uh, a grocery store you know what i mean and you know don't get me wrong i made more money when i worked for the hvac company but i hated it and then i worked for this produce um department which i'll be honest with you it took an ego hit for me yeah. because you know number one I'm 18 and I'm like, I'm freaking working in a produce department while everybody else is at college. Yeah, you're slinging them Granny Smiths. Yeah, you know, so like it was almost, <laughs> it was almost that I was, it was an ego hit. Like yeah. I said, it was just an ego hit and it, it humbled me because there was nobody else hiring. Right. And, um, you know, it changed from an ego hit to where like, okay, we're just going to make the best we can because like, I didn't know what was going to happen. Yeah. I had no clue. That was before I thought about detachment or, you know, leadership in any way. Right. And then uh, just through hard work and God's blessings, you know, I was able to secure the job I have now. Um, So I think it just, you know, if you don't like a job, number one, see it through. And when you leave, you know, you look them in the eye, you shake them and you shake their hand and you say, thank you for the opportunity when you leave that company. And, um, you know, whether you enjoyed the job or whether you didn't, um, just leaving with the right, there's a right way and the wrong way to do things. Yeah. So if you're, if you're sitting there and you don't know what to do, you're in a job right now and you really don't enjoy it, grit it out, number one, and let's start looking for exit opportunities. Right. Um, if you, and here's another thing too, if you are working a job and you aren't improving your knowledge, shame on you bro because yeah. there's so much there's so much stuff um so much information right now on whether it be the internet or so with the current job that i do i do a lot of driving um and during this driving what could i do i could listen to music right well what am i gonna do listen to metallica all day i'm yeah. just i'm just gonna jam but I'm not learning. I'm not growing. So that's when you start implementing, you know, Jocko Podcast, Andy Frisella, Cleared Hot, you know, all this kind of stuff. You like where, Cleared Hot? Uh, I listen to a little bit. A little bit. Martyr Made. Yeah. Martyr Made's so good. Anyway, you listen to these podcasts that are going to develop you and develop your knowledge. Yeah. Um, and then let's, so it's growth anywhere you can find it. So if you aren't, if you aren't listening to podcasts, 
any chance you get to where you can learn something, you need to start. You know what I mean? Which, if you're listening to this podcast, there's a good chance you're already doing that. So good yeah, on you. Absolutely. Um, but just grind it out. That's it. That's it. a lot of answers in this world are just grind it out. Just and it's it out. it's hard to tell people that because that's not what they want to hear. What they want to hear is this easy answer of, you know, well, what you should do is you you should um, leave and just go and get another job. Well, it's not that easy. It's not, yeah. it's not that easy. You have to grind when you're tired and you hate this job. You don't want to clock in. You don't want to show up. You want to show up late. Just get in there and go. That makes sense, man. And that's what I've had to do without a degree. You know what I mean? Yeah. But at the same time, here's the thing. I don't have an agree, a degree and I'm having to show up and grind. You with a degree, guess what you had to do? Show up and grind. Show up and grind. So like, Choose your heart. Yeah. yeah. Oh, my gosh. It's so different. No, it's not. It's just, like you said, choose your heart. So. Yeah. Do you, do you think that it gave you any sort of a – do you think it gave you a better sense of, like, mobility? So, so for me, I see a lot of people, and, and even for myself, they get pigeonholed once they go and get a degree of that sunken cost fallacy of, well, I've invested so much time and money into engineering because I chose it at 18 years old. And then they get out of the world and they don't like engineering, but they're pigeonholed into this money to where they're making this money and they can only make this money with this degree. So they end up in a career that they don't like forever. Do you, do you have any sort of sense of freedom of, of being able to say, hey, look, I don't have any sunken cost into, into anything really that I, I'm mobile and, I, and I'm free to be able to... Uh, to, to gain wealth in the ways that I want to gain wealth. Does that does that make sense? Because for me, it's kind of hard. You know, we listen to these podcasts and these guys tell us, you know, chase your dreams, do this, do that. And for me, I'm like, damn it, I've got so much time sunken into engineering. I get pigeonholed and I get blinders on of, of how do I, you know, this project management stuff, how do I gain wealth in there where that's not how I want to gain wealth. Can you can you give some sort of hope to the guys that don't want to go get a degree and say, hey, look, you know, the, the advantage here is that you can pivot easily. That, that is it is a definite advantage because the the maneuverability it's just the the want to learn and yeah. the ability to just go and work um so you know right now if i wanted to go learn how to weld yeah you know i mean there's a good chance that i could go get hired on as a welder and have be a welder's helper and learn how to weld on the job or if i wanted to go be a ship builder, you know what I mean? And go show up and find, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like there's things that I can't do because I don't have a degree, but there's also things where, you know, I think a lot of times nowadays where people think, um, um, you, so take like a, a machinist. So yeah. take, let's take a 30 year machinist who started as a guy who sweeps the floors in a factory right. back in the day, let's say the fifties. So he's 17 years old. He got hired on. He's going to sweep the floors in the factory. Well, every day he goes in, he sweeps the floors and then he learns a little bit about a machine. And then over the course of a few years, he learns enough about the machine that he, you know, demonstrates to the foreman that, okay, I can be a machinist now, blah, yep. blah, blah. He gets the machinist. So I think right now in the United States, we, especially as young guys, we have been um, taught that if we, we have to go to college to learn how to have that, um, we have to have that prerequisite of college before we can get into the shop and learn how to be um, a machinist. Right. So I think a lot can be done by just showing up and learning on the job. Um, it's just will to learn, will to learn. And um, yes, I have a lot of maneuverability in my job. I can, yeah. you know, I can kind of go do what I want, 
um, as long as I'm willing and I'm, as long as I'm working hard, you know. So there is maneuverability in it. Just know that you're not going to – there's some things that are closed off to you. Like, I can't go be a teacher right now. Duh. Yeah, because you, know you, you don't have the degree. So, um, but yeah, there's, there's a lot of maneuverability. If I wanted to get up, if I was a single 18-year-old right now, yeah. if I wanted to get up, go to Maine and work at a shoe factory, I could go do that. Right. You know what I mean? If I wanted to. So, um, yeah, there's a lot of maneuverability in there other than, you know, even if you, even if you have so much money sunk in that degree, um, here's what you do. You work in your job, your main job, you know, that is, that applies to that degree. And then on your off time, guess what? We don't go home when we go sit on the couch and play Xbox. We go home and we work on our side gig. Absolutely. We work on whatever we are interested in, you know, so that's, uh. It just boils down to how hard you want to work. Yeah, so. I uh, I posted that. Did you see my Instagram story the other day? What, which one was it? Uh, it was about it was that that uh, book Deep Work. Yes, I have seen that. That one. Uh, it, it was a quote on there. I, I, terrible with quotes, but um, <laughs> I, one of these days I'm going to remember a single. So I've quote. heard. <laughs> uh, no, it was in there about how the the common man spends you know. 10 hours or whatever at work every single day and how he's, he's wasting, you know, his off hours thinking that he's relaxing and that the mind, the mind doesn't want rest. The mind wants change, you know, other than sleep. Like, yeah, you need to sleep, but on your off hours when you're still awake, the mind doesn't want rest. It wants change. And so give it, give it some more brain food, give it some fuel. Um, I like that. And, and I think that, uh, you know, the, the without college thing to me, it was, it was a little bit more, uh, I've seen a lot of my buddies that didn't go to college. They were a little bit more able and willing to, not able, but a little bit more willing and accepting of the fact that they can make the money the way that they, like we've talked about your, some of your goals with jujitsu and things like that. That to me, that seems like a, a little bit more feasible and it kind of takes the blinders off when you don't have that $80,000 debt hanging over your head. You know what I mean? For, for college. And, and, and again, the way that, the way that, skilled workers are needed in and and just to be clear i don't consider trade school college so when we're when we're saying you know don't don't go to college or you know when i say that college is a scam trade school is absolutely not a scam i consider trade school going and getting a trade and and, an investment um so like i think trade school is part of skilled labor just to put that out there um and unfortunately a lot of them still make you do the bullshit classes you know what I mean? The, the beginning classes. And, but. and, you know, that's part of it, too. Is so, like, the reason why I stopped going to HVAC school was they – I had – and it doesn't make any sense. Like any other business interaction, right? So, let's say you're going to do some mason work on my uh, on my, uh, my wall or something. Yeah. So, I pay you. You say, what time do you want me to be there? I say, I want you to be there at 2 o'clock. Um, two to four is kind of, I got some guys in here, blah, 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 two o'clock if you can make it. And you're like, okay, two o'clock sounds good. That's how a business deal goes down, right? Yeah. So it ended up happening where I paid these people to go to college and they go, well, um, we have these day classes, but you can only go to night classes. And I'm going to be like, I'm sitting there and I just go, I'm not going to night classes. Yeah. It's just the fact of the matter is I paid you whatever and and not even a lot. You know what I mean? $1,800 for two classes. Um, and I'm not, I'm not going to 
call it. I'm not going to night classes. It's not going to happen. This is a, you know, it's a business deal. I'm paying you to receive this knowledge. You do not get to dictate when and where I can come. I'm paying you. Yeah. Doesn't make sense. Yeah. Any other business business interaction doesn't work like that. Yeah. So, um, you know, I talked to the professor that was running my class and he goes, look, man. And it was, so I had already been certified in the EPA, which is like the refrigerant side. So you yeah. have to be certified there. And then you have to have like a, another certification through the government. And I had already been certified and he just looks at me and he goes, listen, you've obviously, you've obviously got a, ta- a talent for it. You're good at it. Here's what you should do. Listen, that cert- the certificate, no one cares about this. He, he owns an HVAC company. Yeah. So he like teaches at Cisco, and then he also does owns a, uh, a HVAC company. So he's sitting there, and he's like, listen, you have a talent for it. You're certified. Um, I'm going to tell you right now, we don't care about that certificate uh, that like certif- certificate at the very end of class. Yeah. You, what you should do is you could get your money back pull it, and just drop out and go to work. Yeah. Which is what I ended up doing. So, and a lot of time, I hear, I spend a lot of time amongst the college graduates of, of the world in corporate America, and a lot of these guys, they say, well, anymore, it's not about what you actually learned in there. It just proves that you were willing to put in the work and you were dedicated to something. And my point is that you can do that a lot of different ways. You know, if you look at the self-improvement, um, I think you can start to show value and we're, we're entering a world where that value can be seen pretty easily in other aspects of your life. Yeah, you, you don't know? even have to work that hard anymore. Yeah. It's kind of it's kind of crazy to think, but like if if you show up to work on time, like and I don't mean show up to work at you have to work at 5 and you show up at 5. I'm talking you show up at 5:50 or like 4:50. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, show up late. No, <laughs> show up at like 4:50, 10 minutes early. You know what I'm saying? Like you you do that, you work hard and then you just show up consistently don't call in you know what i mean you'll be able to make an impact and like that's a big deal yeah like like that's no small thing anymore right so uh well i mean in like other aspects too you know mm -hmm. like if i you know eventually i hope to own a business one day right and if i have two applicants in there and one of them comes to me and he looks healthy he talks well you know i can tell that he's got some leadership characteristics and he's got on his resume that he's worked at some place for a couple years and you know i would love to see a world you know where they start putting things like 75 hard on their resume or something like that that'd be really you know like i think you can develop those qualities outside of that and i think it's becoming all the more evident to where you don't need that college degree because it, it is it's just a lot of BS. Now if you want to go be a doctor, you want to go be a nurse, yeah, you want to go get the college degree. You know what I mean? But a lot of these things you can prove your value in other ways and and I think that you're a key you're a key example of that by doing your jiu-jitsu and stuff like that. You're obviously a, a you would be a wonderful employee for anybody because of your dedication and and your discipline. I appreciate and it. I think that you're you're the poster child for hey, look, you don't have to go to college to make this work. Um, and, and you can follow your dreams and do those other things without having to do that. I appreciate it. And, uh, you know, it's just as long as you work hard, that's yeah. it. it, it it's work such hard a, and grind it out. It's a, it's a statement that, you know, we've said it, I've said it, you know, however many times to the point where it's annoying and you won't want to listen to this podcast, but it's, uh, it's simple, but it's not easy. Yeah. It's simple, but it's not easy. So I want to lighten it up, give a little brevity to the situation. Um, that that was all that was all good stuff, and I really wanted to touch on that, and I think that was some really good info for some guys that you know, I know that maybe listening to this that aren't going to go that college path, and uh, I, th- I think that's that's good for them, and, and knowing that you can still come out of that uh, on top and, and successful. Um, 
I want to do something a little bit different uh, towards the end of this podcast. Let's make it light. Let's have some fun. Uh, I'm going to hit you with some rapid-fire questions. Some of them are going to be kind of silly. Some of them are going to give us a little bit of insight into you. And uh, I think it's going to be a good way to end this podcast. So let's do it. are you prepared? Yeah, let's do it. Uh, first is going to be, what is your favorite meal to prep? So meal prep, what's your favorite? Uh, chicken and rice. Super chicken simple. and rice? Super simple. Chicken, chicken and rice. rice. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. You don't, you don't have any... No, legit chicken. Oh, okay, and rice. that's okay. it. Maybe some like peas and carrots with it, but like <laughs> I don't know what I expected. <laughs> I so like even to this is way longer than it should take, but um, when it comes to food and nutrition, I'm a bare minimal. I don't eat for taste. I'm just like yeah. Cook the, cook food the, is fuel. Fu- food is fuel. Just cook the food chicken. Let me eat it. Cook the chicken. Let me eat it, and that's it. So. I, I don't know why I expected it. I, I've known you for long enough to know that yeah. was not going to be an interesting answer. No, so maybe no. I need to revise my extremely disappointing. <laughs> <laughs> My bad. Uh, what is your favorite lift? Um, I've really been enjoying back lately. Okay. Like uh, lat pull downs and, uh, you know, just like working um, my traps and stuff like that. And oh, some we'll delts. I'm really trying to get some delt gains right now, but I. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, he is flexing right now on me. Oh, dude, I got um, them delts, dog. I'm really, that's really what I've been enjoying like really enjoying that lift you know what i mean you have those lifts that you know you do and it's just a pain like just a pain fest and you just have to gut through it but i really like for some reason i've just really been enjoying back here lately that, that's, a, that's a good one mm-hmm. I, I i agree with that that's what i hit today actually um what is your favorite day of the week man uh mondays that's a it's a hard one to explain, but Mondays it's usually because you know you go into work you get that fresher the brand new brand new week and usually you know if it's a hard day whatever um, on Mondays I train jujitsu and uh, it's gi and I really love gi and we go in there and you know I coach those kids and I get to roll around with some dudes and get some hard rounds. So, Excellent. That, that, that was that was that was a wonderful question that you picked Mondays because most people would pick Friday. Yeah. Um, no, I, I like that. Uh, what is your favorite book and why? <laughs> this is not going to be an interesting answer either. Anyone who knows me, Extreme Ownership by Jocko Willink and Life Babin is my favorite book. Um, it's the basis of who I am, you know, post-change. And uh, I think it's just built the fundamentals of who I am post-weight loss. Um, I supplement it with Jocko Podcast. I know it's not a book, but... Dude, it counts. There's so much value in podcasts. I list. I list. I've listened to almost every single podcast there. So we're talking thousands of hours of podcasts I've listened to through that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Extreme Ownership by Jocko Willink and Leif Babin. For yeah, sure. those those podcasts. I get a lot of you know questions like people thinking I'm full of shit when I say, dude, I learned so much from podcasts. Oh my god. Because they're like, it's just a conversation. Like, mm-hmm. no man, this is this is an audio book on steroids because it you is. get to actually hear the dialogue. And if you if you're not utilizing it to learn, oh my god, you got to get on that train. Well. That and then so like one of the podcasts I hear I'll listen to so um, I think it's Dan Peterson or Penderson I can't Peterson I think it is and uh, it's Jocko Willink and Dan Peterson he created Top Gun um, back in the 60s oh the debrief uh, no, 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 no. Dan Peterson created Top Gun in the '60s, so oh think, okay, so he created Top Gun, not Dan Burke, yeah. Um, and so Dave, Dave Burke, Burke was David Burke, sorry. he was on the podcast. I'll shut the fuck up. You, you know, can, um, you can continue. <laughs> he uh, he this guy he's you know he's older now, but he created Top Gun in the '60s to fight against uh, Vietnamese MIGs, and the the kill ratio was really uh, really close, which is not good. But um, you know, being able to listen to men like that, yeah, and, they, and them say, you know, 
um, the leadership challenges that they had, you know, stealing equipment from other branches and how they would maneuver and that kind of thing, learning from that kind of thing. So, yeah, I completely agree. Podcasts have so much value. Is it Martyr so Made? Oh, can we plug Martyr Made? Oh, my gosh. I love, oh, love Martyr Made. Martyr Made so good. That dude is so good at what he did. What's his name? Daryl? Yeah, Daryl Cooper. Daryl yeah. Cooper, he he has a podcast called Martyr Made, and he, um, you know, if you're looking for quick podcasts that come That's out every week, it. that is not this that podcast. That is not it. He is a long, um, it takes a long time for him to get podcasts out, but, like, uh, they're the most in-depth um, I mean, just full-fledged podcasts I've ever listened to. Um, yeah. I personally, my favorite is um, the um, Fear and Loathing in the New Jerusalem. His uh, his podcast over Jerusalem or uh, Israel and the Palestinian conflict. He goes back to the 1700s and the 1800s. Really, I haven't listened. To that and one. then he really, bro, uh, you freaking loser. Um, yeah, no. Well, I've only listened to God Socialist. So that's the only one I've had had time to listen to. That podcast, that series, has made me flip my opinion on Israel about seven times. Really? Mm-hmm. There's there's times in that podcast where you will listen to the atrocities um, that both sides have committed, and it will literally flip your opinion. You know, here in the United States, we're raised to believe that you know we will support Israel through and through. I'm going to tell you right now, you listen to that podcast, you are going to have some real deep thoughts about who you support in this world. Yeah. Because it's uh, it's um, eye-opening about what happened there. Yeah. Um, but like you said, God Socialist over uh, George... George Jones. George Jones and the uh, Jonestown Massacre. And it's... That one was wild. It's really good. I loved it's how it went really through like good. the whole six. It's like twenty seven hours of content. It's a lot. So like um, you said, like you said, twenty seven hours of content spread over what like five, five six, I think five yeah. six podcasts. So it's it's so in depth. His podcast is just absolutely that awesome. one. Was, that one was wild. That one will give you chills. Yes. If, if you listen to the whole thing about the sixties and stuff, like I ended up calling my grandparents. Mm-hmm. I was like, hey, did this shit go down. Like was this real? And they're like, yeah. And I'm like, not not specifically Jonestown, but just all the stuff that happened, well, and it it was insane. Well, what was really crazy to listen to is like in California when the bombings were going on. Yeah, so yeah. Like, and then just wholesale slaughter of cops. Yeah. Like just executions, just everywhere. And like when they were talking about the Black Panthers, just bl- like blowing up buildings in the United States. Yeah. We don't get taught that. You no, know, we didn't. Or it's actual terrorist actions in the United States that were happening in the 60s. And, you know, it's not just that back to the um, fear and loathing uh, with the Israel-Palestinian conflict. So what's interesting is um, through that, what you'll learn is is bombings and terrorist bombings were created by Jews in the 40s. Yeah. Um, where when they're trying to acquire new land for Israel, they would drive out these Palestinians to gain this extra land. And then, you know, the Palestinians would retaliate, you know, same thing we deal with now. But what, what you start to realize is car bombs, hotel bombs, all of these, you know, um, attacks were created by the, the Israelites, yeah. which go listen for yourself. If I'm wrong, please tell me. Um, but, from what I listen to, it's a very there. Let's settle on this. No one's hands are clean. Yeah, no one. No one's, no hands, one's are hands are clean. Even Martin, he went into like Martin Luther King oh, Jr. Yeah. It's, it, you know, it's like just crazy wild, just how dog. just how like no one's no one is above like in, 
I don't know. It's just wonderful podcast content. Well, well, we fucked up our first rapid fire session. <laughs> we really did. Yes, but did. Uh, so my last question that I have written down here, which we're gonna get from uh, them pesky Jews and uh, <laughs> in the sixties. Hey, okay, 60s. hold on. You gotta take that back. This, <laughs> this podcast is gonna be taken down. Hey, that's what I that's what I heard from you. That's, no, that's what I heard from you. That is not what I said. Um, no, what I, said. The, so. I have no problems with Jews. No problems with Jews. <laughs> I love anyway. Israel. I love Israel. <laughs> I love Israel. <laughs> sugar cookie or chocolate chip? Sugar cookie or chocolate chip? <laughs> Any type of cookie. Any type of cookie? Any type of cookie, man. So you uh, can't pick sugar cookie, chocolate chip? Man, chocolate chip, if, um, if it's really good, you know, like warm, chocolate chip for sure. I mean, yeah. Actually, you know what? Chocolate chip all day. Milk, no milk. Milk. Milk, no milk. Okay. Milk. Yeah, I love milk. It has to be cold. Um. Like freezer I'm cold. real. I'm real weird. So like, if I'm outside, let's doing doing yard work all day. It's like 102 degrees outside. I'm doing hard work. I'll come inside. You know that first blast of AC comes yeah. over your body. I walk over to the fridge. I'll take a glass out and I'll pour me a tall glass of milk. And I'm you know actively sweating from being outside. Yeah. I will pour me a glass of milk and drink that milk right there. And I don't know what it is. It is Do you there. ever let it get warm? Do you ever no. drink warm milk? No. Okay. Good. Because you were gonna be banned from the podcast. Cold. If, you, if you're about day. to sell me, yeah, it, it, warm milk. They actually hand to... milk out on job sites sometimes. My dad said that when they were working the pipelines, really? they would do it because it helps hold the temperature better than water. Hmm. So like the, I don't know, they, but yeah, he they I used to drink milk. Love it, love it, love it. Anyway, so uh, man, this was a good podcast. Thank you for coming up and doing that. I think we're uh, needing to wind it up. We're at about an hour and twenty two minutes. So what uh, what do you have? What do you do? You have anything for me? What what's? I have one quick question. So, yeah. When so. You know, you, you've said before that you're not as busy as me. You know, your job's a little flexible and, th- yeah, yeah. and things like that. Um, my question is this. So when it comes to free time that you do have, do you um, have you felt that you have wasted any time um, from having free time? Because I find that sometimes if I have free time, then I can waste it. Oh, yeah, um, for sure. Yeah, like... Uh there, there, well, it depends on what you consider wasting time. Well, um, what I mean what, by wasting time, sitting on the couch watching TV, looking at TikTok, that whatever you know, whatever you're using other than being productive. I waste a lot less after seventy five hard. I do. I, too. I will note that I, I, I haven't touched that damn Xbox. It, it's still on, and it's been on for two months. Just, oh, just snap. note that <laughs> the, the thing's been on for two months. For everybody, we're looking at my Xbox Golly. with the light on. It's been on. It for is two on. Months. It is on right now. Um, that poor Xbox. Yeah. Well, hey, look, it's it's running like a fucking champ. I love but, uh, I love video games myself. But yeah, I, I've played Xbox a lot less. But no, like last Saturday is probably gonna be the only Saturday that I just sit and watch football. I um, because I love football so much. So I do find some ways to waste time. I waste a lot less time, and I, and I fill my time doing other things. Uh, I cook. So like I, I cook for, for DL and I, mm-hmm. and I cook for myself. So that's some, one thing I do every single weekend. If I'm not doing that, I'm shooting my bow. Gotcha. If I'm not doing that, I'm going and lifting. If I'm not doing that, then I'm reading. You know, uh, I, I find a lot – a lot more ways to be productive with my time. And I, I really like that you mentioned the podcast, like on your drives to work and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I make it a point to never waste time on music when I'm in the truck. Now, if I don't have a podcast or something like that, yeah, I'll throw on some music. music every yeah, once yeah. in a while. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. But like even at work, I don't turn on music a lot of times. If if I'm not doing deep work, which is a new philosophy for me, um, that, you know, that book changed a lot for me. But if I'm not doing deep work and I'm doing some shallow work, then I'll throw on a podcast at work because I always want to be learning when I'm doing that. Right. And so, uh, 
I do have more free time than most and more wasted time than most because, you know, I, luckily I have a job that supports that. Um, you know, I'm not hustling every single day till six o'clock to get all my stuff in and work out twice a day and all that stuff. But, uh, I do. Uh, I have found that I waste a lot less time. At least you're conscious. You know what I mean. The, yeah. the problem is, is when we're we're not conscious about the time that we are wasting. Oh, I feel super uneasy if I if I'm not doing something. Yeah. I feel super uneasy if I'm not doing something to, to make myself better. Good. I feel super uneasy. Do you, do you have that? Yeah. Yeah. I feel like uh, a lot of the times it relates to jujitsu, and I feel like I'm being outworked. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I'm I'm actively competing right now in jujitsu, so if I'm not, you know. Um, I'll be honest with you coming up here like there's jiu-jitsu going on yeah I know so I'm but here's the thing you have to get away from jiu-jitsu sometimes yeah and um, so no like I agree with you that if I'm chilling too much I get very um, sketched out yeah man so. well dude that was that was a great question and I, I like that right there at the end I think we're gonna go ahead and wrap it up Brett I really appreciate you coming yeah, up here you, you, you have no idea how much me. it means yeah so. thank you um, for having me we're gonna have you on maybe maybe virtually next time yeah. but I, I see you being a, a recurrent you know person on this podcast and I, I really appreciate you and uh, thanks for thanks for giving all the information that you've given today and going mm-hmm. deep like what we did in the first episode I, I really appreciate it so um, thanks, Brett. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Uh, stay tuned. I think our next uh, guest is going to be John Larson. He's a, a friend and a, a member of the CrossFit gym that I go to. Got a great family. Come back in and tune in for that one. Thanks, everybody.